Well, thank you so much for joining us here this morning at Journey the Church. We're excited that you're here. I saw something posted online that said no one really knows what time of year it is right now. It's after Christmas, it's before New Year's, we're just kind of wandering around, not knowing what day it is, not knowing who we are. So we appreciate you finding out it's Sunday and coming to church today. Uh, another thing, I was reading online, a lot of churches are actually closed today. I'm not throwing them under the bus, but I'm pumped up to celebrate Jesus on a Sunday. So I'm thankful that you guys are here. You know, Jeff, uh, my name's Dustin, by the way. Uh, Jeff has been talking about closing the series strong. We close the end of the year strong. We keep going forward. That's the way we are. So they brought in the closer to actually bring it all home. Closer is Jesus, but I get to be his hype man. <laughs> so yeah, so we've been going through this amazing sermon series through the whole month of December, Heaven on Earth. And what that means overall, geographically, what that means in our own lives, what that means from the past and the future. So we've been on a journey to see what it means to have heaven on earth. We celebrate the season where the reunion of having heaven on earth just happened. What was lost and broken is now found and renewed by the only person that can make it possible, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you can clap. I love clapping. I'm... The more you guys clap, the more I get all hyped up. I'm like one of those little monkeys with the symbols. <laughs> so God sent his one and only son, and through his life, his death and resurrection, we have this ability to experience what we call life, and we get a chance to see even more what it means to have heaven on earth. Through his life, death, and resurrection is what this is all about. That truly is heaven on earth. We went through a moment in heaven and earth where it was separated. And we also went through this time where we will at last be reunited together. This week I want to explore something that we need to deal with. Because it just so happens that we had heaven on earth. Jesus was here. We blew it. And now we're trying to work our, our way back. But thankfully we have a God that loves us so much that he wants us to have that back at the same time. So we're studying today what it means to bring our own personal slice of heaven down, our own community of having heaven on earth. So today's message is called Look Around, because by the end of it, I want us to be able to look around and see that some things we may have been missing this whole time have been right in front of us, and at the same time, look around at what God has been doing in our own lives. You know, this world would be a lot better if we had a, a lot more God filled up in this world and a lot less of the world filling itself up. We need a lot of light in this dark world. Not to be a downer at the end of the year, but we're living in darkness. And we need the one person to bring the light possible. And the only way that we can make this light happen, the only way that the world can begin to start getting better is through Jesus Christ. He is the only one that can make this chance to have heaven on earth possible. We are able to experience it. We're able to be a part of it, but it's through him that it actually happens. So I'm excited to go through this 
because I'm excited to be alive and I'm excited to walk this earth alongside you to see what our true mission is supposed to be, to see who we are through Jesus Christ. So if you guys are able to stand with me, I invite you to please stand as we read the word of God. We're going to go through the very last time of our memory verse in Matthew chapter 6. If you have your Bibles, extra credit for you. It'll be on the Sky Bibles to the left and right. We also have it on the sheets, and we have an app that you could download and has a Bible and notes. You can't run away from God. He's following you everywhere you go. It's time to bring him in. But let's read together through Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this sermon series. We thank you for your birth that changed everything. You made everything possible, Lord. So I ask you to bring new insight to these words. Make something jump off the pages to affect our everyday lives because this was written for us to change, Lord. So we ask you to take control of this message. We ask that people are affected and we just love on you, Lord. This is the most important thing. We just look to you because we know that this is all possible because of you. It's your name we pray. All God's people said, amen. Go ahead and grab a seat. Now, trust me, I'm looking forward to heaven. It's going to be great. It's what's been talked about. We get these new bodies. We get a chance to experience something great. Whatever's been hindering us, we get rid of it. Probably going to look like Captain America up there, so I'm pretty pumped about that. We get a chance to hang around with the good family members, the ones that made the cut, people you always wanted to hang out with. You get to see people you always dreamed about seeing. Most importantly, you get to hang out with Jesus. That's, that's a blessing. Everything's going to be beautiful around you. Everything's going to be new. Everything's pristine. So I am looking forward to heaven. But you and I are blessed to be able to be here on this earth and be a part of it. And we have something to do here on earth. This is a blessing to be able to be here with one another. And now it's our job to figure out what that mission is. So we continue walking with a purpose and seeing why God has us here. I feel like I have something to do here. I have something to contribute. It's like this is my job. And actually my job is just beginning. And for a lot of us, we're going to feel this renewness. Something different is going to happen and we get this chance to experience it all together. We get a chance to make this world a better place. The dark world with the more light in it. No, this is not heaven, and we should never want to replace heaven. We cannot replace heaven. It's something that we have assurance that we know where we get to go, but right now we need to experience a little bit of heaven around us. We need to make it so we don't go to bed dreading to wake up the next morning. That when dawn breaks, a brand new day is formed and we're excited to see what God has in store for us. We need a little bit of heaven where we get the excitement of just opening our eyes again. To seeing the person that you may wake up to every single day, but seeing them in a whole new light and experience life together. That's what means heaven on earth. No, we can't replace heaven, but we can bring the Christ-like values that he has brought before back to the table. It says in Ephesians, and we're going to spend a lot of time in Ephesians this morning, chapter 4, verse 9. Notice that it says, he ascended. 
This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. And the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. We need him to fill the entire universe with himself. But the important thing that we're getting out of this is that he descended to our lowly world. Jesus has been here. That's what the season we just celebrated was all about. That as he came down as God and walked as 100% man now, he put everything in the motion of what's going to happen in our own lives. And as he was here, you know the story, he eventually left, but he left us the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit is now giving us a chance to walk around with the power and authority because of him. We are walking around with power and authority, and we need to start to realize that. He left it here for a reason, and you are here for a reason. I need to get to a place that maybe you do too, where I'm noticing a little more heaven, not only around my little circle, but in places that are needing it so desperately. That's why we need heaven on earth. And we're going to go through a checklist today of how to obtain this heaven on earth. This is a broad subject to kind of go through, but there are reasons that we're going through it. We need to look for Jesus in the world. We need to learn from Jesus as the example. We need to listen to Jesus for his teachings, live for Jesus in our own lives, love as Jesus loved one another. We need to look around. By doing these things, we are going to change the culture of not only our own character, but the characteristics of this world. And it all starts with one thing, looking for Jesus in this world. Through Jesus, the kingdom of heaven is ushered in and makes a difference on life on earth. The kingdom of heaven isn't just strictly a place or location. It is a culture that we get to be a part of. Scripture bears witness of this happening, that it happens on this side of the grave as well. Heaven on earth is possible because of Jesus Christ. Heaven on earth is possible because the reign of God is present on this earth. And heaven on earth is only possible to the degree that we involve God in our lives. Jesus has these opening words on the Sermon of the Mount that uses his navigational beacons. He tells us where God is found through those words. And where God is found is where heaven on earth is happening. We were given the directions of where God is, but where are we? So we know the first step is who to look for, who makes this all possible, who gives us this chance. But once we bring him into the situation, that's when it starts getting more personal for us and we can start to make a change in our own very lives. And that happens where you're not only changing yourself and what's happening in your own life, you're then affecting the people that are around you. And in turn, those people that are around you and your group are then affecting other people that are outside of your range and affecting them. It's a domino effect that we're going to be going through. When we put Jesus in control of our lives, when we put Jesus as the one leading the charge to bring heaven on earth, 
when it's Jesus pointing us a direction, a way to go, I can't tell you how much better it is than us trying to go on our own stinks about, instincts about it. Us leading the charge for our own personal reasons could get us in trouble. But Jesus lovingly bringing heaven on earth makes the whole difference. You know, fighter pilots are truly amazing. What they can do up in the sky at one moment. It's beautiful the way they're able to do these maneuvers. But at the same time, these maneuvers can prove deadly. That fighter pilots have these awful experiences where they will crash into the ground or into the ocean. And sometimes this accident occurs because of a malfunction of the plane's operating system. And sometimes it's just a mechanical breakdown of some kind. But there's also a possibility that the driver, the pilot, became disorientated and lost his way. That he is moving so fast at breakneck speed, performing these maneuvers that something goes wrong and he begins to go off of his own instincts. And everything's moving so fast that during those instincts, as he thinks he's ascending into the sky, he's actually descending right into the ground. The same is true in our lives. We see things that we may not be a fan of in this world. We see things happening in our lives that we wish we could change, but yet we're moving so quickly that we just kind of brush by it and say, yeah, yeah, someone will deal with it. We stop ascending, looking to what Jesus would do in these situations, who we could, be, who we could become, who we're living life with, how we're living life, and we start doing it on our own, and the next thing you know, we're descending right into the ground. But we are destined for so much more, and that's why he wants to be in charge in our lives. If our control panel is Jesus, we need to let him guide us and show us where to go, when to go. He gets to show us who we truly are and who he sees us as. If we want to bring heaven on earth, step one, find Jesus. Step two, we may not like it, but we may have to start fixing some things in our own life. We need to start getting ready to be used because he's got an amazing plan for each and every one of us. So we look to Jesus to come into the world and change things. And we're that next domino to be used. If I look to Jesus to fix my lifestyle, to fix my mind, to fix my thoughts, I guarantee it's going to be a lot better than what I had in mind for myself. Heaven on earth, covering earth with some sort of heaven refers to not a particular standard of living, but to a quality of life. A life that makes a difference. This is one of the beginning points of heaven on earth. Your life is made to make a difference. You are walking with the most high. 
So let's make a difference together. It says it beautifully in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. So, so all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. If we're the next domino to be used, we need to be changed so that we're bringing heaven on earth. We're actually showing them heaven on earth. We're actually showing them what Jesus is doing in our lives. Because once again, the only way we get heaven is because of Jesus. We need to be made more and more like him. If we are made more in his image, imagine what can happen in our lives. If we were made in his image, we can love a lot more in our own relationships. If we're made in his image, we're going to sin a lot less. If we're made in his image, we're going to be a lot less greedy. If we're made in his image, we're going to be a lot friendlier to other people. If we're made in his image, we're going to be able to show a lot more grace to people. If we're made in his image, that makes the world a better place. Because there's no one better than he. We get a chance at a better character. God's ultimate goal for us is not comfort, but character and character development. This journey is not meant to be easy, but this journey is worth it. We get to become the person that he created us to be. God created your uniqueness. You have a purpose and a reason. It's not about who you were, but who you're going to become. If you're ready to be heaven on earth for other people, you're like, I can't do that with my past. I can't do that with my depression. I can't do that with things I've been carrying around. It's not about who you were. It's about who you're going to become. When people can see Christ working in your lives, there's no greater testimony of how heaven is being brought in your own situation. It's about who you're going to become. It says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 21, it says, Assuming you heard about him and were taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus to take off your former way of life, the old self that is corrupted by deceitful desires to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self, the one created according to God's likeness in righteousness and the purity of the truth. The one created in the likeness. That's who you are. That past you is not you. This is who you truly are. So we need to walk around knowing not only who we are, but who we're walking with. What was normal in the life of Jesus was meant to be normal in the life of every single believer. When Jesus prayed, talking about our memory verse, kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, he set a model at that moment. Every believer was then created to be an open heaven. You were made to be an open heaven. The fact that God wants and desires to bring heaven to earth, to manifest itself, the heaven on earth is amazing. So it's our privilege and responsibility to now take that title and start moving forward to being that heaven on earth. 
It is his dream that all of heaven, its life, its culture will then be affected to where we are right now. Everything that heaven has, its culture, its lifestyle, the people, we have a chance to bring that to pass right now. There is no place too dark that we cannot insert this chance of Jesus Christ into the world. We can experience it, for in Jesus, heaven has come to earth. We look to Jesus to start everything. We begin walking and understanding who we are, that we can actually bring heaven on earth through him. You guys are important. We can walk. We can do this together. You guys believe it? Yes. Because you're walking with a brand new identity. You're walking with a brand new citizenship. We've said it in past sermons that we are ambassadors from another nation. We belong to something much greater. So we now need to show people who we belong to and what we belong to and where we belong to. We need to bring that heaven idea and concept down on earth. That is our job, and that's what we've been placed here for. We need to walk around knowing who we are. And it says it beautifully in Romans chapter 12. It says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. We don't have to copy the behaviors of the world. The world is dark. No one says we have to be just like it. We've been created new. We've been created good and perfect and pleasing. That's us. That's what we get to walk around knowing who we are. If we look for Jesus, if we're living and learning for Jesus, we're bringing a lot more Jesus. That sounds a lot more of heaven on earth. You know, as we send off people in the United States to different nations as ambassadors, they're bringing that culture and those rules, those ideas. He's bringing a change of culture to what's going on there to affect them for the better. That's what we get to do on this earth. We get to affect the world for the better. I know that's a high title of something you have to walk around with, but he wouldn't give us that title if he didn't know that you were equipped for it. He knows that you're able to carry on the mission that he has put forward on us. He knows your weaknesses and he knows your strengths, and he's going to use them to the best that you ever thought you could. You're going to do things far greater than you ever imagined you'd be able to do because of him. You can bring heaven to earth because of him. When we interpret this style, this culture of everything that heaven has to do, I guarantee this world will start to become a better place. I guarantee it. It will change not only yourselves, but the way you work, the way you live your life, and the people you surround yourself with. By bringing the culture of heaven down, 
and the ideas of Jesus Christ, it will change everything around you. So we have this, this chance to look for Jesus. We are ready to be used. We know who we are. We're ready to walk forward. But I got to tell you, when we start a movement, it's a lot better with a group of people than just one person. So the next thing I want to do, if we want to bring heaven on earth, we need to start using the people around us too. And sometimes that's our loved ones. Sometimes that's our friends. Sometimes it's just random people that have come in your life that God's placed there for a reason. We now have to walk with this group that we can affect in so many ways to show them different ways that Jesus has worked in our lives, how he's able to do these things. And through that group going out, we're able to start something strong. So the next thing, we have to love other people if we want to bring heaven to earth. And like Odell was talking about during the offering, we got to love a lot of people, the lovable and the unlovable. Loving the unlovable, is there any greater thing to show love to someone? Giving grace to people, is there anything greater than that? They'd be like, you know, you suck, but I really like you after all. <laughs> You're bringing heaven to earth in this one moment by bringing that little bit of darkness, you've just brought lightness. So we have to love people. It's a commandment. It's something we get to learn from. It says in 1 John, we get to revisit it all over again. It says, dear friends, I am not writing a new commandment for you. Rather, it is an old one. You've had it from the very beginning. This old commandment to love one another is the same message you heard before. It is also new. Jesus lived the truth of this commandment, and you are also living it. I just want to say it one more time so we catch on. It's also new. Jesus lived. He lived it. He lived the truth of this commandment, and you were also living it. For the darkness is disappearing, and the true light is already shining. If anyone claims I am living in the light but hates a fellow believer, that person is still living in darkness. Anyone who loves a fellow believer is living in the light and does not cause others to stumble. If we want to make the world a better place, we have to start loving the world one person at a time. We must get out there and love people. You got to love yourself. You got to love the people around you. We got to walk out these doors and churches and stop. We've got to love the world because that's the darkness that we need the light brought to, and you're the light. We want heaven on earth. We need an army walking with us, showing them all the great things that God can bring to them. The more love, like I was saying, it's going to change your relationships, the more love that we are able to share. It's going to share the relationships with your loved ones, with your friends, with your coworkers. It's going to change how people look at you because people are going to want to be around you because you're showing what it looks like to be Jesus. Jesus wanted to hang out with everybody. So get out there and start hanging out with people. This letter says, I'm not writing a new commandment. We're just revisiting it because, hey, Jesus lived it. You're like, I can't love all these people. Like, well, Jesus was born, and he actually went through it and lived it. So, yeah, you can do it. It's, it's your job. Go out and love people. That's what we're supposed to do. So go do it. Help make the darkness disappear in this world. 
How many of you have thought about heaven before? You can raise your hand. That's fun. It's like a classroom. You've thought about heaven. It's been on your mind. And it's good, right? Heaven's good? Yeah. So why wouldn't we want it here? Why would we want those same values right next to us? It's a dark world. Turn on the news. If newspapers still exist, I think they do. Open those up. Bad stuff everywhere. A lot of our values are going out the window. But this is our chance and our duty and our job to move forward, to bring heaven to these people, to bring Jesus back to where he rightfully belongs with this world surrounded around him. He deserves to be lifted up. He deserves all these things. We want heaven on earth. We have to start getting busy. I started thinking about this one person. I heard this story a couple years back. There was this little boy during World War II. And he lived in this town that was completely wiped out. But he was fortunate enough to be hiding with a couple family members, a few other townspeople, and he escaped. 90% of the town wasn't as lucky or fortunate. And the people that went to the neighboring town were heavily affected. They hated what happened. They hated the people that did this to them. And years passed, and the hatred grew more and more. And this little boy grew up to be a very powerful and wealthy man. And he had an idea one day, and he brought it before the people in the town that he was a part of now. He said, you know what? I want to go back. And I want to build something to remember. I want a museum. I want to go back to this place where so much badness happened and start something new. And the people were angry. They're like, what? why would you want to do that? There's nothing but bad memories there. There's nothing but people that we're trying to get away from. All this stuff that follows us, I've built it up for years. 30 years we've been carrying this hatred and anger. Why do you want to go back suddenly? And this little boy is now a man pulls out his wallet, and from his wallet, he pulls out a mirror that is a small circle. He says, this mirror has become a metaphor for my life. He says, there was this little boy that was walking around as the war was going on, and he stumbled across this motorcycle crash. And around that motorcycle was broken glass. And this little poor boy from a poor family in a poor village was just looking for something to play with as a toy. He grabbed the largest piece of glass and he started to shave off the edges on a stone. And he made it this sphere that he could hold on to. So this is what I use for my life now. This little boy that didn't have much used this as a toy 
Because he was fascinated the way that he could put it up against the sun and these cracks would make beautiful prisms. And it can go in these dark crevices that nothing else could go inside. This little mirror is how he wanted to be looked at at this moment. He was stepping forth in an uncomfortable way and saying, I'm done carrying around all the bad stuff that's been associated with this. We don't need to hate, resent, or be against anymore. Why don't we use this horrible moment for good and all become mirrors and start entering the places that need the light the most? Hey, you can clap. That's good. He was hoping perhaps if others are able to pay attention to what he is able to do, that they will do the same. It just starts with one to start something all created. And our one is Jesus Christ. The world can be a dark place. A very dark place. More and more we seem to be kicking God out of so many things that we so desperately need him to be a part of. In fact, I, I read this study that was done a couple years ago that they put groups of believers in different ways, just in numbers. Number one was Christianity. Number three, at 2.1 billion were non-believers, atheists, and people against God. Third largest. That can result in a lot of darkness. That's resulting in a lot of people not experiencing all that Jesus has for them. The world, unfortunately, loves darkness. But Jesus didn't come to sanctify the world's ways. He came to save the world from its ways. In this dark world came Jesus, the light of the world. And he has hidden a light into each and every one of believers. In each and every one of our hearts is a light that Jesus has placed there. I think of a lighthouse. Lighthouse is usually off by itself most of the time. But that light is always lit. And as that light goes around and there's no one else around, every once in a while a boat will start making its way forward. And that one boat is able to see that light and immediately know where it is, that it's safe and it's on course. We get the chance to be that lighthouse. We have a light lit to us, so we must never put that out. We have to walk knowing who we are and walk knowing that we have Jesus in our lives. Because we may think that no one else around us is noticing it, but it just takes that one person that may be walking by on their darkest day that so desperately needs a light in their life. It's that one moment we see what our purpose is. So I encourage you to never stop believing in Jesus and what he can do. Never stop believing in who you are through Jesus Christ. And never stop thinking that the world is so dark that one person here cannot make a difference bringing a light to the world. Because you can. And the last thing, we need to look around. Because there's heaven right next to you. 
you have people ready to lift you up, to encourage you, to love you, to walk with you. When we're able to slow down in our busy lives and actually look around and we see what Jesus has done, that is heaven on earth. That is what makes the difference in our lives. We are ready to start moving forward. And I want to close in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25 through 32, because this explains not only the way we should be living, but what heaven is to me. So, so stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember that he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Amen. When we look to Jesus to be the Savior that we need, when we learn from Jesus, when we live for Jesus, when we love like Jesus loved, that brings heaven on earth. When we're kind to each other, tender-hearted and forgiving, that sounds a lot like heaven on earth. So I encourage us, love just a little bit more. Walk with a little more authority knowing who we're walking with. And let's bring the light back to the world that needs it so much. Be the lighthouse. Keep your light shining, shining so bright that people towns over can see it. But at the same time, let that light shared with a person right next to you. Let's bring heaven on earth together and enjoy this moment. Let's pray. Lord, we're thankful. We're thankful that you came down and you gave us an example. You showed us what it means to have heaven on earth. So I ask you to give us the power and the ability, give us the confidence we need to continue walking and living out your mission. Help us love a little bit more. Help us live for you just a little bit more. And let us continue to learn more about you and all your ways. It helps change these characteristics in our own life. When people look at us, I want them to see Jesus Christ. Because if they see Jesus, they're seeing heaven. I know this message will make sense to some people, Lord, that they're already living this way. Continue to equip them. To some, it's showing ways that they know they have to change. I ask him to give them the ability to change and move and let them know that they are brand new through you, Lord. 
And it was a group that's so hungry to know more about you and learn from you and accept you for the first time. If that's you, I ask you to say a prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Change everything inside of me. I know that you died and you rose again after three days for me, Lord. So come into my heart. Be my King of kings, my Lord of lords. Transform who I am and walk with me every single step of the way, Lord. Help us bring heaven like only you can. It's your name we pray. Amen.